0: Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Mr. Wonderful's A to Z Movie Review. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Mr. Wonderful A to Z Movie Review, going through every single one of the movies that I own and telling the story about my first time watching it, what I think of the film, or what I thought of the film, and then re-watching the movie and giving thoughts present day. Does the film still hold up? Do I still enjoy it? Or has my taste changed to where this is kind of a film I don't understand why I own anymore, or why I ever loved it? So this week, or I should say this month here on the Thrill Me Podcast Patreon, we are diving into... 1997's Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, or simply Austin Powers. It was a film directed by Jay Roach, who would go on to direct other (laughs) incredible films like, well, every one of the sequels for Austin Powers, but also Mystery Alaska. He would direct Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. And then a movie that I have talked about a few times, which was a sell for me to go see it, Dinner for Schmucks, and The Campaign, two films that we will eventually talk about at some point down the road, but right now we're talking about Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, which was actually the second film he directed. I guess he directed a 1990 movie called Zoo Radio, but Austin Powers comes out and this is a movie that I remember actually going to see this one in theaters with my dad had a blast with this movie my father and I went to go see James Bond films so of course the idea of Mike Myers spoofing James Bond 1960s films and just 60s culture was going to be recipe for a good time I myself with the older brothers, grew up watching Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live, so he was an actor and a character that I already liked, so going into this, I really didn't know what to expect, I do remember that before I got to see Austin Powers, I wanted to see that film, but I ended up going to see the movie Breakdown with Kurt Russell, like these films, I remember these films were in the theaters at the same time, because I remember we went to go see Breakdown, and I couldn't go see Austin Powers, which is really just kind of hysterical now that I think about it, but did get to eventually see this movie in theaters, sure it wasn't as early or as quickly as I wanted to, but I had a great time with this movie, and I remember eventually getting it, I believe it was Christmas, it might have been Easter, whatever the VHS came out because that's the thing i have this movie on vhs i have all three or i should say i have the first two on vhs i have the third one on dvd and now i have the complete trilogy on blu-ray so i have multiple copies of this film and i watched that first one so much and i remember the original vhs actually had deleted scenes after the credits so yeah if you have the vhs it's one of the first times of getting like to see the alternate ending of a movie where you see Austin and uh, they're in the raft as opposed to the way the film ends with the marriage and the whole, you know, honeymoon sequence in the hotel room. They end up on a raft in the final, in the original one. Like, so I remember watching even those with the VHS that you stick around after the credits. Here's extended bonus deleted scenes in an alternative ending but re-watching this movie all these years later, having it be a film that when it came out in 1997 and eventually VHS was something that I watched so much that I could quote the film, I found myself still quoting this movie all these years later when I rewatched it. You know, we're on, what, the film came out in 97, so what, we're at 25 years of this movie debuting, since it debuted, we're beyond 25 years now, you know, and I can still quote like 90% of this movie just watching it. There's a few things that I was like, ah, all right, I'm a little fuzzy on it, but if you give me, you know, another ep- another uh, two watches of this, I'm sure I'll be back to the phase that I was at. But this is a film that I remember as a kid liking because of Austin Powers, I thought the comedy was there, but as I get older, the comedy ages wonderfully in this film. It still holds up. It's a very it's a very clever movie it's i it might be mike myers perfect film or him getting there because you know maybe the spy who shagged me is actually where he peaks as far as creating the characters and this and that and and the story that's told uh, gold member is all right but it is 100% the third film of a franchise that I really don't think when it was created was ever intended to even have a sequel. So this was something that was created just on the off chance of Mike Myers wanting to spoof the James Bond films. But this is a, and to me still is a great spoof movie. It takes its source material with the Bond stuff and it really does highlight and exaggerate the funniest things about it the overt sexuality of the main character that he just is the most horrific spy really at the end of the day he's not really a good spy James Bond just goes around he's like hi I'm James Bond hi I'm James Bond and it's kind of like where Austin Powers is at that he's this great spy but everybody's aware that Austin Powers is there but nobody's killing him when they have the chance to kill him even though they know who he is he has sex with every woman that comes across his way. He can just seduce them because he's just the perfect gentleman of the 60s. But I think this movie still holds up really well because a lot of the comedy is not... It, it Yes, some of it is time-sensitive. Sensitive. Some of the things, you know, might not hold up, but it is still the classic fish-out-of-water story. A character that was living in the 60s, going up against his arch-rival Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil cryogenically freezes himself, so Austin freezes himself in order to be reawoken whenever Dr. Evil returns at a time that free love, peace, and harmony on Earth are no longer uh, a good thing, and that is the year 1997. So Austin is now the fish out of water, everything around him has changed, and, and the film has heart to it the film has a has a fun pull to it it's just always the sight gags in this movie it really is mike myers creating a character and creating a story and some of the best that we've seen i know i i gave his netflix show a positive review but it's it barely got the positive review it like you know it's like right there above it it's It's not something to write home to. I just thought it was clever enough. It does a good enough job. But really, as I said as well in that review, it wasn't the love guru because I, I would argue that since Austin Powers and Goldmember, it was kind of a downward turn for Mike. Like Goldmember works, but it works because it's just it's Austin. The characters are known at that point, but. All the jokes in it are the jokes that we've gotten two films over, so it it gets by. But then there's the Cat in the Hat experiment, and then there's the Love Guru, and then there's the Mike Myers kind of vanishes from doing comedy and starts popping up in random drama films, and is now playing a British general in Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino's film. It, a wild turn of events, but. I really do think International Man of Mystery is like the perfect spoof film. And Mike Myers at his absolute best. The cast for the film is wonderful every step of the way. Mimi Rogers uh, playing his, his partner in the 60s, Miss Kensington, but then getting Vanessa Kensington as Elizabeth Hurley playing the daughter of her as kind of the welcome to the 90s. Robert Wagner as number two in the film. Michael York as, as, as uh, you know, the, the Judy Dench of the situation. Seth Green as Scott Evil. Uh, and yeah, you got to mention as well, Mike Myers doing the dual roles in the film is, is really good. Uh, Mindy Sterling as Frau. You get Will Ferrell, a very young Will Ferrell in this movie as well it's it's really a fun energetic film that doesn't feel out of place in today's standard as well uh, a movie that you can turn tune on with the family and yeah you know there's there's some of the stuff in there but the jokes just are very well placed and, and they don't you know this isn't something that a woke person in 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 2022 is going to watch and be overtly offended by if they are then uh, my god what are they watching because it's got to be the sexualization but that's the joke is the character isn't sexy but is sexy by 60 standards with bad teeth and all of that and his libido and the way it is but yeah no it's it really is just a fun fish out of water 60s to the 90s, 30 years later. And yeah, again, some of the jokes are 90s specific. So maybe there is a younger kid out there that won't get some of it. Like the transition to CDs. You know, when Austin puts the CD in the record player thinking it's going to play and does it like it's a record and it just creates the static and he panics. That joke might not land the same way with some with a kid today who, you know, crazy to think, but there are kids today that don't know what CDs are because they've only lived in the iTunes digital era of music. So they only know Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, buying, not buying an album for the one song that you, you heard on the radio and you love, but buying that one song they heard on the radio and ignoring the 13 other songs on a band's album. Or a pop artist or an r and b artist, whoever whoever it is that they heard on the radio. you know, kids' music taste these days is like, yeah, I like that band because I like the two songs I know. I don't know any deep cuts. I don't know any other track from that band. So some of those jokes don't hold up, but the back and forth between Myers and Seth Green are is just as funny. The stupid puns, uh, not not a good time to lose one's head with the angry sea bass, Uh, the fembots are hysterical. It is a movie that, again, I say still holds up to this day. It's a film I loved from the first time I saw it, a film that I still love, and that's not even looking at it through the eyes of somebody that loved it then. I try to watch these through the eyes of who I am now, not who I was in 1997 and 98, 99, and 2000, you know, up until th- through that trilogy of films. Now, who am I? What's my what's my taste in 2022? And in 2022, coming up to 2023, Austin Powers is still a part of that taste for sure. Uh, at least International Man of Mystery is. We'll eventually talk about the other two films in the trilogy uh, that could be potentially become a four film franchise because Mike Myers has always hinted since the third film that there could be a fourth one down the road and I know more recently he's I think said that there is a fourth one coming and I know when you go to his IMDB page it does say Austin Powers 4 announced uh, while other things are complete completed and stuff like that you know like uh, the Pentaveret is when I came across that because I went to go just look at the IMDb and it said Austin Powers 4. So, you know, it says announced on his IMDb, but we'll see if it ever comes about. But as far as 1997's Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Mike Myers, Elizabeth Hurley, Michael York, Mimi Rogers, it is a very funny still relevant to this day I would still say even relevant to this day film that really is a fun piece of cinema it's it's a short little 90 minute watch you get a Carrie Fisher moment in it as well that is really out of left field for a cameo but it, it it's one of those films where it's Mike Myers before the like he's got Whole and power because of Saturday Night Live and Wayne's World, the success of those films. But it's not Mike Myers at the full pull of where it goes following this. This is absolutely the film that shoots Mike Myers into the realm of Mike Myers. and there's, And that's why this film holds up as well. You're seeing Mike Myers really truly become the movie star that he will become, And yeah, it is a fun movie. I still quote it. I'm going to keep quoting it. And I've been quoting it a lot more since I've since I've rewatched it. You know, Uh, finally, those capitalistic pigs will pay for their crimes. Right. Right, comrades. Right. Right. (laughs) Austin, we won. Oh, groovy, smashing. Yay. Capitalism. Uh, So, yeah, on that note, thanks, guys, for hanging out. Thanks for being a part of the Patreon. And let me know, what do you think of Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery? Have you rewatched it? Do you still enjoy it? Do you hate it and not understand why we were obsessed with uh, a 1960s James Bond goof for uh, almost a decade? Let me know on Twitter or let us know as well on uh, the Throw Me Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube page as well. So, uh, and the Facebook. Thank you guys so much. And uh, until next month, uh, enjoy whatever film you're watching.